0: The macroeconomic picture is changing for almost everyone, and it means leaders at every level must adapt and respond. In this episode, what you can do to be proactive on navigating inflation and recession. This is Coaching for Leaders, Episode 609. Produced by Innovate Learning. Maximizing Human Potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. For sure, you have noticed the macroeconomic picture changing. And for sure, you have noticed the focus on inflation and the concern that that brings for so many of us personally. Yes, of course. But also for our organizations. Today, a perspective from one of the top experts on how we as leaders can do a better job at addressing inflation proactively inside of our organizations. There is a place for every single one of us to be able to influence this in a positive way. I'm so pleased to welcome Ram Charan to the show. He is a best selling author, teacher, and world renowned advisor to CEOs and other business leaders of some of the world's best known companies. His work is often behind the scenes and focused on highly sensitive and fate-making issues. Fortune magazine published a profile of Rom, which called him the most influential consultant alive. The author of close to 40 books, four of which were bestsellers, he is known for providing real-world solutions, the kind of advice you can use every Monday morning. His book, Execution, lauded for its practicality, spent more than 150 weeks on the New York Times bestsellers list. Ram's energetic, interactive teaching style has won him several awards, including from GE's famous Crotonville Institute and from Northwestern. Ram was elected a Distinguished Fellow of the National Academy of Human Resources and was named one of the most influential people in corporate governance and the boardroom by Directorship Magazine. He has served on the Blue Ribbon Commission of Corporate Governance and serves, or has served, on a dozen boards in the U.S., Brazil, China, India, Canada, and Dubai. He is the author with Jerry Willigan of Leading Through Inflation and Recession and Stagflation. Ram, what a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. The bad news is we are all struggling with this. The good news is there's something that we can do about it. You write in the book, It is your job as a leader to steer the company through inflation, whether or not you have practice at it. That means fully understanding how inflation touches every part of the business and enlisting the help of others in the company to combat it. Hunkering down until the Federal Reserve fixes things is not a viable plan.
1: Yeah. So first part, Dave, is that mentally prepared now, whether we have recession or not. Get your team prepared emotionally, psychologically. That's leadership. Number two, cash is king. You manage in inflation, recession, stagflation on the basis of cash. You don't manage on the basis of earnings per share because unless there's a fraud, cash is cash. And when you measure your revenues, it will be in the inflationary terms. You got to recalculate on the real terms. Otherwise, you will be misleading. Next point is make your business sharper. Every company has cash traps. It's universal. Account receivables, inventories. Find those cash traps, release them. To do that, you must analyze end-to-end total value chain. And every link of the chain has a different set of inflation, recession, and stagflation. Train your people. Smaller. Clean up the attic that you accumulated in zero interest rates, and you accumulated... Customers you shouldn't have, products you built, warehouses you built, you overbuilt, clean it up, be sharp and do that, do it in a human way. Some people will be let go as it is happening in Amazon, in Microsoft. They overbuilt, they went overboard, they're going to correct it. And the final point, put a small team together called the war room. In the war room, you have five, six right people. They meet every day. They talk about the anticipation, what's coming, they survey the world where prices are increasing. By the way, in defense, the generals in Washington, in in Pentagon, they have a daily meeting of two hours, what has happened we need to do, and one hour, what do we anticipate in the next 30 days, next week, next day, that we should be prepared, follow this practice.
0: One of the major themes that comes out of the book is the importance of cash management. You say, cash management is the number one risk to an organization during this time. That's something that I don't think I appreciated as much prior to reading the book as I did afterwards. And I'm wondering if you could unpack that for us a bit. What's so critical about cash management when inflation is rising like it is?
1: Yeah. See, the key point, Dave, is for the same amount of volume of your business, you need more cash. So if you are selling something for $100 and it's only one ton, now its price is $120, you need more cash for one ton. Where does that cash come from? And so that's why you manage for cash, because inflation, you increase the price, it needs more inventory, you pay more cash and therefore the cash part. Many people in their last 20 years never have to do cash flow statement. I am now seeing in companies, they make a rolling cash flow every month, and they see what's happening. If they have a lot of debt, they're forecasting what debt they will need, what they have to pay, and can they stretch the terms of cash debt they have. So have everyone prepared a rolling cash flow every month for the next 18 months, and see where the problem's going to be. If you already have good amount of cash, you say, can I buy some companies? Can I attract some talent? Can I see some experimentation of new products and come out on the attack when the inflation begins to decline?
0: One of the other mindsets that was really critical for me, and I'm quoting you now, you say, be aware that inflation creates the illusion of growth when revenue dollars increase for the same number of units sold. That strikes me as something that it's very easy for us to miss unless we're really paying attention to that.
1: Yeah. So Dave, what I'm asking companies, I want two sets of information. One, nominal what it is, and second, inflation-adjusted. We need information that describes reality. One of
0: the other key points that you make in the book is that to be able to get ahead of the curve on a yes. changing environment, you yes. have to be predictive versus reactive. What does predictive look like?
1: Yeah. So getting ahead of the curve is you get the room now and you make your assumptions about the purchases, increase in prices of the purchases, and you go preemptively in increasing the prices, trimming the customers, trimming the products, lowering the break-even point, and absolutely focus on if your account receivables are in great, great, great stretch. There are companies that have 200 days, they can't afford it. They're financing those people there. Those kinds of things, by having cross-functional top people sitting together and then scratching the, the websites, see who's increasing the prices ahead of time. And they are willing to sacrifice some volume and market share, but not sacrificing the real gross margin that's necessary for cash to be used properly.
0: Yeah, there's an element of this that's just reality in a situation like this, of course. And one of the other things you mentioned in the book, I'm quoting you, the dominant psychology of sales and marketing for the past decade has been to capture as many customers as possible and make every sale one can without thinking too hard about whether the sale is profitable or the customer is sound. There's been a psychological aversion to raising prices. And yet price raising is something that almost every business does need to do now. What should businesses and organizations be thinking about in that context of pricing?
1: Dave, it is where the rubber hits the road. So I've learned a number of examples that a sales force in the 2020, 2021 didn't have to go and ask for price increase, 2% or less or zero inflation. Wonderful. We get more business, have have good partnership. We can have good informal meetings and dinners. Now, some companies have to increase prices 20%. They have contracts with the customers, business to be business. And so how do you get the sales force to go to the customer and say, I need 20% increase in price? And the customer says, I can't afford it. 20%, what will happen to my profit? So we train the sales force. They learn the whole thing from end-to-end value chain. They get the data, how the prices will be increasing from the very left-hand side of the value chain, that is the suppliers. And that's going to pass through and roll down all the way to the consumer, how to change their business model, what is their cash trap, engage in joint wealth together, not just go and knock on the door, break the contract, give me a price increase. No, it is helping the customer to become stronger and get the price increase. That is the new sales force training and, wa- and, and, and giving them weapons of data and show them and say, you too have to change your business model. You too have to ask for a price increase. You too have to have the price increase to the consumer. Otherwise, at 20%, you're going to go broke, and that is not acceptable.
0: I read your book Execution 15 years ago and one of the things that you and Larry point out in that book that has stuck with me all these years is the importance of task of course but also balanced appropriately with people and people development and how critical that is and I see echoes of that in this conversation as well too of the of the element of partnership, of working with suppliers, of working with customers, that a, a effective business handling inflation well is not just raising prices, but they're having regular conversations, they're monitoring what's happening with suppliers, they're talking with suppliers, and then they're turning around and they're also helping customers to deal with the rising costs, Costs even as you're fighting to contain them. And it's there's an element of training and partnership here and helping customers to identify what are the right times to purchase and so many of the things that it, it's very much a partnership, isn't it?
1: This is the big idea. Partnership is not glad handling. Partnership sharing data, sharing insights, jointly figuring it out, what is on the outside, what's going to come, and jointly figuring out a solution where you have win-win situation. Old days, you go, you have power, you tell the customer, I'm increasing the price, you don't have other alternatives. That is not a good idea. Today, we have data available. People will see end-to-end value chain, and in that value chain, you figure out that we keep an eye on the customer and how do we navigate this period until the external forces are tamed to reduce inflation, recession, and stagflation.
0: Speaking of price increases, you have learned through experience and working with so many organizations what things work yeah. and what don't. And one of the clear directions that I hear from your experience is that smaller price changes are better more often than occasional large changes. What is it yes. that's what is it that's better about a smaller change more
1: often? First, I should mention there are more than 10 ways of price structuring. All way may have to be changed. You can have one lump sum to subscription. You can have one big one like companies did in January 2022, increase 20%. So in their cases, say we're now ahead and we can really cushion, feel the cushion in case the inflation goes out of hand. They can do that if they have the pricing power. Not many have the pricing power then you can go incrementally so that the people who are, who are gaining this increased price from you, they adjust themselves to increase their prices going forward. But you've got to work with them. How would that affect their cash flow? How would that affect their customers? How would that affect the implications of the competition? So there are many, many ways. The one that I want to highlight in B2B, that a separate part of the company, in many cases, do does the discounts my list price is 100 to charlie i give 20% discount and to bob i give 40% discount you move right away and examine the whole discounting that has been done in the past and create a new way to manage customer by customer with data and this way you have the reason for it and you manage your pricing
0: There's two things I'd love to unpack there. One of them is the importance of moving with haste. I hear echoes of that throughout the book and your experience that sitting back and waiting and seeing what happens is generally not the way to go in an environment like this, that there's, even if you make the wrong call, that moving and moving with haste, that sounds like a really key principle
1: right now. Absolutely. And anticipate. The price increase is coming to your inputs. You see, I have recommended, and the people exist in Bangalore, they will scrape the websites. And the websites tell you, hour by hour, who's increasing the prices. Many of them are leading indicators. So you learn with that. You pick the companies that will increase the prices, namely suppliers, for any industry. And then you see what's coming in the future.
0: The other piece of that that really struck me is you said the word new, and there's been echoes of this throughout the conversation that, yes, this is a very challenging time, and with every challenging time comes opportunity for those who are willing to find it, and that there's an opportunity here to potentially change business models yes, and to examine absolutely. yeah, examine See? what's working and what isn't, and maybe focusing on a smaller, more profitable area. What does that look like? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am saying something more positively. Plan on becoming smaller. No ifs and no buts. Remove marginal products, marginal production facilities, marginal parts of organization structure, marginal customers who will never come back. Sharper fighting fit, just like we reduce our our weight in on individuals when we go to fight and generate cash. Build that kitty that you will use when the silver lining comes. Increase the speed of decision-making.
0: I know there are people listening who are not the CEO. They're not the CFO. Maybe they don't control pricing in their organization. If I'm the director of a department, and maybe I'm head of HR or IT or sales and marketing, what are the kinds of things that should be top of mind right now that are going to help the C-suite to do better during this time?
1: It's a beautiful question. Number one, get in each of the person's mindset, what is inflation, recession, and stagflation in an operational lens, not just buzzword. And what does it mean for your company? Is your inflation 5%? Is your inflation 12%? Some of the inflations are 20%. Having the knowledge of it will influence your behavior. Number two, you, in, you, you take the, the indirect costs, excessive costs, and waste out on your own. you got to work cross-functionally and find reduction of waste. Number three, more importantly, reprioritize your work reprioritize your capital expenditures you made those decisions when the inflation was less than 2% it is different now and inflation changes the <clears throat> the, the, the 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 business model of customers and so on and then you got to give the ground information up to the top unless the top has some other ways to know what's happening but here you take the initiative keep getting outside information look outside in And focus on your customer.
0: One of the things I love about the book is that, first of all, it's a very easy read. You can read the book in an hour. And the other thing that I love is there's a whole section of the book that says, if you're heading up the sales and marketing organization, here's what you do. If you're on the board, here's what you do. If you're a frontline manager, here's what you do operationally. I mean, there's so many. there's so many things we can do that really do help organizations to weather the storm. It's going to look different than often, than probably was on the strategic plan two or three years ago. But a little bit of work here can really go a long way on navigating a tough environment.
1: Yeah, I think, Dave, you absolutely indicated so clearly because experience I had in the 80s helped me. Plus, being on the boards of these companies, one company came to me and said, I am going to experience 12% per annum cost increase for next three years. I can't reduce that cost. So I helped them, being on the board, how to change his business model. And he got it. That's the new game.
0: You have had so much experience over the years of advising organizations, of boards, of serving on boards, of course. I've heard your name for 20 years on the good work that you've been doing to support all of us. Thank you so much for that. I'm curious, as you look back over the last couple of years, and maybe even in putting together this book, what's something that
1: you've changed your mind on? My mind changed that the control of inflation is heavily dependent on the factors outside the control of the Federal Reserve. And predicting the behaviors of Chinese government, of Russian government, we cannot predict, so we get prepared through cash reserves, lower break-even point, trimming the excesses, figuring it out, keep an eagle eye on the customer need and suppliers, creating a war room, and and learning every single day what's coming and adjusting because we don't control the behaviors of these governments. That's new. That wasn't the case in December 2021.
0: Ram Charan is the author, with Jerry Willigan, of Leading Through Inflation and Recession and Stagflation. Ram, thank you so much for your work.
1: I am grateful to you i encourage everybody to be the master to be confident that we will navigate it through it's man made and we find man made solution keep courage have people feel confident on a real basis thank you
0: We've had many conversations over the years on finance, budgeting, and strategy. If this conversation was helpful to you, several of those that I'd also recommend. One of them is episode 244, Improve Your Financial Intelligence with Joe Knight. Joe is the co-author of a book called Financial Intelligence and is a wonderful primer to help you to get the knowledge and the language to understand the financial conversations that are happening inside your organization. Many leaders never took any formal classes on financial language and literacy and how to read financial statements. Joe does a fabulous job in that episode of introducing us to some of the key terms and the book, Financial Intelligence, just a wonderful way to start on knowing in just a few hours some of the key principles so you can engage in those conversations more effectively. Episode 244 for that. I'd also recommend episode 355, How to Approach Corporate Budgeting. Jody Wadritz was my guest on that episode. Jody and I talked about how do you approach Putting together a budget as a leader? What are the conversations you have? How do you approach it strategically? And how do you handle the inevitable? conflict and disagreements that come up in the budgeting process, episode 355 for more perspective there. And then finally, I recommend episode 554, how to multiply your impact with Liz Wiseman. I'm thinking about that conversation with Liz because she made this beautiful analogy in that conversation of a foosball table. A lot of us think about our roles in our organizations like players on a foosball table. We have our role, our assigned role. We stay there and we don't move beyond that defined space that we're supposed to stay in. And she makes the invitation to us that the very best performers, those who are high achievers, those who are multipliers, are the people who, yes, of course, do their job, their assigned job well, but are also willing to step out and go across the organization and help out when they can contribute. It reminds me of the invitation from Rom that regardless of the level of position you are the discipline the function in your organization there is something you can do as a leader to address inflation, recession, all of the macroeconomic challenges that are happening in the world. Episode 554 for perhaps a bit more inspiration on that. All of those episodes, of course, you can find in the coachingforleaders.com website. And I am inviting you to set up your free membership if you haven't before. Go over to coachingforleaders.com, set up your free membership. It's going to give you the ability to search the entire library by topic. And one of those topic areas is finance and budgets. We've had a number of conversations over the years, mostly through the professional lens, but also a few personal lens conversations on personal finance and what leaders should be thinking about as far as handling their own finances and wealth and so many other frameworks around that. I invite you to spend a few minutes checking that out inside the free membership. It is one of many resources. Also included in your free membership is my weekly leadership guide. I get that to you every week on email. It has a summary of the episode notes, the most useful links for you, several of the other articles, podcasts, resources, videos that I found on the internet in the past week that I think will be useful to you in your ongoing leadership development. And of course, other tips and ideas that will hopefully be helpful to you. That comes each week in your inbox. It's part of the free membership. Go over to coachingforleaders.com, set up your free membership, and I'll look forward to having you back for our next episode. Have a great day and take care.